0: East Durham College. Business Bites.
1: In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues, or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College, Business Bites. East Durham College, Business Bites. In business, for
0: business.
1: Hello and welcome to the next episode of the East Durham College Business Bites podcast. My name's Sarah Jolly and I'm the Business Development Manager here at East Durham College. And today I'm joined by Sharon McCarthy, aka Miss Menopause. Sharon has been hugely influential in raising the profile of supporting menopausal staff within a business. And she runs a very successful training company which has gone from strength to strength in this particular area. So, Sharon... Lovely to see you today. Lovely to see you. And thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you giving up your time to come along and have a chat to us today. My pleasure. So do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, where do I start?
0: You don't, you, haven't got to, you haven't got all day to listen to me. Um, but I'll tell you about Miss Menopause. So yeah, so I set up Miss Menopause over six years ago now. Um, And if you said to me I was going to get passionately involved with the menopause, I would have said, don't be ridiculous. This has got nothing to do with me in my life. But um, as an angry menopausal woman, so let let it be known, I'm not medically trained. I don't pretend or profess to be. um, But I couldn't find any information. So what happened was I started to get these weird and wonderful things happening to me. And I didn't have a clue. Now, I say this all the time. I used to be a senior leader in a FTSE 100 company. And I used to think I was really smart. I used to think I was really streetwise. I used to think I knew loads of things about loads of things. So when I was starting to get these f- things happening to me, like I couldn't I couldn't sleep. Um, I was falling, I fell asleep with the wheel of my car, actually. Um, thankfully, I'm still here to tell the tale. And somebody actually dared to say it to me, one of my friends, Sharon, do you not think you're menopausal? And I was outraged. I was like, how dare you say that to me? That couldn't possibly be me at all. Um, and through my own research, I found out that it looked like I was going through this thing called menopause. Now, nobody had ever told me about this stuff. And because I knew at the age of 14 I wasn't going to be a mam, somehow, somehow I'd wrapped up in my head that menopause was linked to having kids. So whatever it was wasn't going to happen to me. How utterly, utterly, ridiculously ignorant was I. So after a couple of events that happened, a couple of catalyst events, um, I set up Miss Menopause um,
1: and here we are today. And I've been really lucky enough to be exposed to your wonderful training (laughs) sessions. And I think that's the right word because actually I have been on multiple sessions and I think every session I have ever attended, Mm -hmm. I've learned something new, which I think most people, when they attend training sessions... Um, tend to approach them in a bit of a, oh, I haven't got time for this kind of way. Oh, this is not going to be for me. Um, but actually, I do believe that every session I've attended that you have been able to deliver, um, not only have I come out with more knowledge and more information, um, but every single person in that room has done the same which yeah. you know, is absolutely testament to the kind of trainer that you are. You. But I think also, I think what's really important, and this is something that I want to explore a little bit more today, obviously the menopause and information around the menopause, exactly as you've said over the years, has got a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say we're where we need to be yet. And let's face it, it's 2023. Mm-hmm. You'd have thought we'd have got a bit better at this by now. Um, if you were talking to... business and I know you do this a lot Mm -hmm. and this particular business has not really thought about the impact that this particular life event Mm -hmm. can have on its staff what first bit of advice would you give those people
0: just be aware it's already happening It's all around you. Um, And I'm going to use a phrase, um, and you know I've used this before. I've got a phrase, and it's my least favourite phrase, but I hear it quite a lot. And I am also guilty. My hand is up at this point. I know you can't see me. Um, Women of a certain age. So a lot of individuals, a lot of companies think, oh, well, if I am even going to consider anything to do with menopause, it's only for women of a certain age. So what I'm here to tell any business out there is menopause impacts every single person, Directly and indirectly. So, you need to think of menopause as something that's seen and unseen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're going to see it through your female colleagues, but think about all of those male colleagues who are going home perhaps to wives, partners, girlfriends. I say women are insidious, there's no escape, we're everywhere. You know, it could be colleagues, friends, family members. So, it's absolutely something that can benefit every single person in your business. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what, you know, their age, their gender, their position. Every
1: single person can get something from this yeah. information. Do you also believe then that, and I, I, I'm not a big fan of the word trendy, <laughs> but I think the subject matter is quite trending at the moment. Yeah. What can you say is the future of people's behaviour and knowledge around their menopause? What would you like to see? If you could wave a magic wand, what would you like to see? Well, from
0: a from a business point of view, I'm going to park that for the minute and say, if if I was a big picture thinker, I would say, first of all, I'd like to be taught in schools, mm-hmm. and I'd like every young person from an early age, not and not just be medically to be taught about menopause through a biological. You know, facts and figures. Mm-hmm. I'd like them throughout you know, over several several strikes over several years to learn about menopause and the impact, you know, mentally physically and the emotional impact it can have and not just the biology of it all That's that would be really brilliant because then you'd have young people just being able to talk about this stuff and know about it from day one. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, if I'm being more strategic in me thinking I would say every single practice JP's practice should have at least one menopause specialist in it and then we could get the knowledge that we needed. So if both of those things happened in conjunction, I say all the time, I, I have an ambition to be made redundant. I'm clearly a rubbish businesswoman, <laughs> aren't I? Because ultimately, you shouldn't, my service shouldn't really be needed. Mm-hmm. But right now, we've got what I like to describe as a void of ignorance. And that's because there's a big swathe of people like me and younger than me um, who who've never been taught about this stuff. Um, And haven't got a clue what's coming, what it's about, how it impacts you directly and indirectly, the sort of weird, wacky, wonderful things
1: that can happen to you emotionally and physically going through this life event called menopause. Mm -hmm. One of the things I was going to ask you about in in that respect then is, you know, we talk about knowledge being power. So Mm -hmm. do you want to dispel some of the myths around some of the symptoms that certainly that I know you've obviously, like I say, you've delivered this training for a lot of years to a lot of people. Um, What kind of... Is there any stories that kind of still jump out at you to this day that you use as examples when you deliver the training? Well,
0: it depends what you mean by myths. I mean, there's, you know, I I tell loads and loads of stories, as you know, and and I think the the heartbreaking thing is most women that I speak to and I still speak to will say things like, I felt so alone. I felt like I was the only one this was happening to. Now, I'm saying, women of the world, I'm saying you're in the least exclusive club on the planet. I've now called it the 100% club. Because did you know every single, you know, reproducing female is going to go through menopause, whether they like it or not? So you don't have a choice. And the other thing is, once you're menopausal, you're menopausal for the rest of your life. So a lot of women go, I'm through it now. I'm like, well, you might be through some symptoms, but the thing is with symptoms as well, there's a belief, I think, that if you've had symptoms and once they're finished, they're finished. Now, I've met women in their 60s, 70s, (laughs) 80s, 90s, who will still say they are being impacted because menopause is the catastrophic you know decline and loss of hormones that ultimately ends your fertility um, and I think that's really really important it's one of the key points that every single person's going to encounter it and but then and also the last person on the planet to know how their menopause is going to be is you mm. and nobody can tell you how that's going to be mm. so I had one irate woman not so long ago and she was going my doctor said my menopause is only going to last two years and she said do you do you tell me my doctor's line I said well all I'm going to say is put the lottery out if it turns out to be true, because you can't know that. Nobody knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and I say all the time as I don't want any women out there to become what I call. And I'm being pretty brutal when I say this a victim mm-hmm. of the menopause, because I keep saying it. I know you've heard me say this many times. It's the, truly the gift that keeps on given if you choose to let it. So what I'm saying is let's not choose to let it. It's really, really important. And then you've got like other extremes. I was doing some work in a... I'm going to say they were a transport company. That's what I'm going to describe them. And I had, I was doing a session and a woman left the room. And so and I thought, oh, I, I turned around and there was two people missing. And, and she was outside. She was, she was really, really upset. And her story was she felt so horrific through menopause she was considering ending her life. Goodness me. And so is it any coincidence that the, if you looked at the you know impact of suicide on women the biggest it starts around 45 to 55 and and where's the correlation there well mm-hmm. to me you know i'm not a i'm not a very very clever person but that looks very ba- you know bang mm-hmm. smack in the time of when menopause mm-hmm. begins for lots and lots of women mm-hmm. so that's the extreme so the good news is the good there is some good news because we'll like, go oh, it's all terrible like, it's not all terrible and the brilliant news is you can manage your menopause. And if, if, if you listen to this podcast, I want you to take this away. Menopause is to be managed, not to be endured. And I think that's a big myth. So you'll hear a lot of women just go, I'm just getting on with it. Mm-hmm. And whilst that can be a route you want to take, what I'm saying is in the 21st century, that doesn't have to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. The, and the brilliant news is I've never met a woman yet in the last six odd years who said, Sharon, I've tried everything. And none of it's worked. Yeah. I've never met that person. But some women out there are absolutely going to have to work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I keep saying, a bit like the advert says, did you know it's because you're worth it? Yeah. So doing nothing, again, is another key message, shouldn't be an option if this thing called menopause begins to impact the quality of your life or anybody else who you love, care and respect.
1: Yeah. Do you know, the other thing I think what I've taken from the the training that you have been involved in with yourself is almost just the small adjustments that from a workplace Mm -hmm. point of view that can be made. Mm -hmm. And I know you've got some brilliant Mm -hmm. examples of that. Do you want to talk us through a couple of those?
0: Well, and that's uh, what I would say um, about this space for me right now is I feel like there's a lot of people selling fear. Mm -hmm. So they're selling complexity and they're selling fear and they're making out that you need to write policies and processes and you need to have specialist people in your business. What I'm saying is, and I guess I'm not that popular because I say it, is we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not starting from scratch. And what you're able to do is reposition every single thing that you've got in your business right now. So I would imagine most of the people who might listen to this podcast would say about themselves that in the last 12, 24, 36 months, they've done a lot of work around mental health and well-being. Quite rightly so. You know, we've just lived through a global pandemic, for goodness yeah. sake. So what I'm saying is, where does menopause fit in that? Because I don't know if you know, but the number one reported symptom that's reported to me is anxiety, Mm-hmm. so what I'm saying to you as a business um, if you think you've got mental health and well-being covered and menopause isn't part of this you've got a massive, massive hole and if you almost think about this if you paint a picture where you metaphorically put menopause in a ring boxing ring with mental ill health because I hope the smallest percentage of people would suffer from mental ill health menopause would be a full-scale knockdown every single time mm-hmm. because it's 100% so it's simple things. so what I always say to businesses is an example would be, what uh, I imagine everybody listening will have a brilliant process for the disclosure of pregnancy, for example. Now, if somebody disclosed a pregnancy, what would you do? Well, simplicity, you would probably offer them maybe a car parking space near the office if it was appropriate. You might offer them a workstation review. Um, you might offer them time off for appointments. So what I'm saying is, take all of that, that process... And you can just suitably apply that to menopause. So we're not reinventing the wheel, as I said. We're not starting from scratch. We're going to take everything that you do right now and we're just going to apply it. And so when you think about it like that, rather than thinking like, it's a, oh, hopefully you're going, ah, it's a, ah, right. So I always say, think of everything that you do well and think how similar this is, not how different this is. And I think the danger of writing specific policies and processes, you know, Which line manager is saying I've got loads of time on me hands? You know, if you're writing an extra thing, and I think there's also, therefore, a danger of you painting yourself into a corner because you cannot legislate for everything. Mm -hmm. So if you write a specific policy for menopause, I'm not saying you can't or you shouldn't do it, all I'm saying is think about it, think it through. Because if you write a process specifically for menopause, what's to come and stop me knocking on your door next week and say, well, I've got diabetes. Where's the diabetes at work policy? Where's the cancer at work policy? So what I'm a big fan of keeping processes as similar and generic and chunky as possible and almost that you start to see the world through what I call a menopause lens. Mm -hmm. So now you've understood the subject better, what do you see now and notice that you haven't seen before? So another example would be in your return to works, rather than write a standalone policy or process for menopause, you put menopause into that conversation piece around, you know, you've been off absent or sick or whatever that might be. You stitch menopause into that current process. Yeah. And that's all I'm talking about. Another example, I'm doing loads of work in manufacturing at the minute because I love talking to men about the menopause. It's my favourite. Um, and so an example would be most you know, manufacturers are uniformed businesses often. So it might be in the next uniform review that you do, that might not be for 12, 24 months. You consider maybe the design of the uniforms because most manufacturing is still male-dominated, so you might be looking for more diversity in your workplace. But also then consider the fabric choices through things like menopause. That's all I'm talking about. So really, 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 no cost or low cost, Mm -hmm. small, reasonable adjustments.
1: And the chances are you'll probably have just about them all there already. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really enlightening because I think you're right, there's lots of people probably are are a little bit, um, I suppose, uh, worried about getting it right first Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. Um, and especially where things like policies are concerned it's all well and good having a policy whether you use a policy or not it's a completely different matter yeah um but I think and just to go back to a point you touched on there I know you've done a lot of work within very male dominated areas Mm -hmm. what would you say is one of the most successful sessions you've delivered in that particular area
0: Well, it's really difficult because sometimes I've just done a couple of sessions back to back for two different organisations and all I can say is I was confronted with a sea of male faces who were kind of arms crossed and a bit like, oh. So I was thinking, oh, this looks like a a tough crowd. And at the end, I wasn't really convinced that it had made much of an impact. Now, I'm not going to spoil my icebreak. I'm not going to share what that is, but I use an icebreak and I think that grabs attention i think there was men in their room were thinking oh why do i have to be here and as soon as the session started i think i had them but n- maybe that audience weren't very forthcoming with how they were feeling at the end of it so i asked specifically for, on both occasions to both these separate organizations please can i have some real specific feedback because i need to know has this made a difference because if not either we need to review the content or maybe i'm not the right supplier for you and on both occasions it came back to say sharon you have the talk of a place please will you come back and do some more so I think you know I'll tell you an interesting story so I was talking about um I was doing a session a few years ago before lockdown and I was talking to uh, the audience um and I was using the phrase an episode of flooding now most women out there well, nod the heads, they'll go, oh, yeah, I know what that means. So I didn't even think about the language that I was using. That's just what I said. And then I always say in any of my sessions, there's no such thing as a daft question. And this guy, quite rightly, said, Sharon, after he said, Sharon, you're talking about an episode of flooding. I have no idea what you are trying to tell me. And I said, right, just wait a minute. I'm going to say it how it is. I went, it's when your period could be so heavy, it could be running down your legs. And he was looking at me. And he's looking around, because it was mostly men in the room, he's going, you're joking. And I said, well, it's not a joke. I said, and I have to tell you that lots of women might have polycystic ovaries, endometriosis, and they might be going through episodes like this on a fairly frequent basis. I have to say, the, the good news is most women won't have that, but through the early stages of menopause, known as perimenopause, women who've had light, normal, you know, every easy periods might find that on occasion this is happening to them, and that happened to me, where on occasion, a couple of occasions, my periods were so heavy I couldn't leave the house. Yeah. Um, I said, so we don't want a pity party, I said, what, what I want is for, you know, the men in the room to have a level of empathy, of understanding that this could happen because we're told that we're going to bleed every month for 40-odd years, so this is what we have to live with, is, you know, women of the world. So at the end, it was really interesting because he came over and he went, Sharon, can I shake your hand? I went, yes. He went, I am going home to buy my wife the biggest bunch of flowers. He went, because some of the things you've told me today, he went, I have never even heard about he says and I've never considered it and I think that's just the thing it's just about you know as women we are we are going to bleed for 40 odd years yeah that's part of the process you know and we don't make a big fuss of it you know when it happened to me it happened to me at work once and certainly I didn't rush home and tell my other half as we're doing the dishes wah I had this massive period and it was terrible I said well don't mention it I said so we're partly to blame in many respects because we just get on with it yeah so it's just it's that level of understanding which hopefully creates that level of empathy. Um, and I often say, surely in any grown-up organisation, we should be able to say hand, foot, vagina, penis in a sentence without going, oh, hoo, hoo, you know, and having an attack of the vapours. You know, we've all got bodies we've all got body parts and this is just about making menopause in every workplace business as usual.
1: Yeah, and and I think that is exactly probably the mantra that anybody listening to this podcast needs to take away from them because whether you are that person that it's happening to or it could be that you've got colleagues around you that Mm. could be in this particular event of their life, I think having that understanding that we're just people at the end of the day and having that more empathetic understanding of your work colleagues I think is really, really important and that definitely comes out when you come out of your train, I think. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Uh,
0: well, and I would say in addition to that, it's not just the people you can see. So when I'm working in those very male-dominated spaces, I have to say, they obviously see maybe a poster go up or it comes around on an email and they're going, hey, what do I need to do that for? But once they've come, and this is why I'm doing a lot of work, I guess, in male-dominated spaces, because on a couple of occasions... So I had, I'm had, i going to talk about one of the top guys in, in, a, in a huge business, I won't say the name, um, and his HR director had said, oh, you need to come along the role model this stuff. And this guy was like, oh, my God, two hours. And it was online, it was during lockdown. Why do I need to do that? And I got this fabulous email a couple of days later to say, Sharon, it was probably the best session I've ever done online. He said, I can't believe how much... I've learned, and I wasn't really willing. I wasn't really a willing, part. I didn't really want to come. He said, but not only that, it's made, it's made us consider how I you know, review the work in terms of an AD&I process, you know, quality diversity work that we know we need to do to attract more, you know, yeah. more balanced genders in this workplace. He said, but I'm married with two daughters. And that's the thing, I'm, as I said at the very beginning, menopause is, is for everybody. I'll tell you another interesting story. We know younger people are living longer at home now because they cannot afford to move out, you know, or it's so expensive. They're even coming back to their family homes. So I was doing, again, I was doing work several years ago, and there was a younger woman in the room, probably in her early 20s, if that. She was really quiet, and I, you know, until eventually she said, I think my mum might be going through the menopause. And I was like, all right, okay. She said, when I left for work this morning... She threw we'll put a dish at me head. Now, I said, that's not a classic <laughs> menopausal symptom that I'm aware of, but however, this I understand. Um, she said, and then, these are her words, not mine. She went, just turned into a hell beast. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> so she says, well, just don't get on. She went, she shouts at her, she's throwing things. She says, and I love me, man, but I really don't like her right now. We just can't yeah. seem to get on at all. So that, that younger woman was able to go home, have this open, honest, adult conversation with her mom who did not know she was in the early stages of menopause. Again, that is not uncommon. So you might spot somebody be behaving or being differently long before they might, and this is what was happening at home. Mm-hmm. So to cut a long story short, when mother didn't know she was menopausal. I don't encourage her to think about what she might want to do. She decided to go down what I call the medical route. She ended up on HRT. And it transformed their relationship. Mm-hmm. So all through that little investment about menopause, not only is that younger woman more prepared for a menopause when it happens to her, which it will at some point. Yeah, definitely. It transformed the relationship with her mother. So you've got a much more happier, engaged employee, all because she came to a menopause session. Yeah
1: so impactful <laughs> honestly like I could talk to you all day as you know because I know the amount of wonderful examples that you could talk about because I've I've literally witnessed some of them myself but the one thing I would encourage our listeners to do is to reach out and and have a look at your website mm. you know I think people don't quite realize that because you are maybe in a male-dominated area that it, it would benefit them and I think you know the examples mm. you've shared with us today absolutely back that up. Um, So thank you ever so much for joining us, Sharon, today. We've really enjoyed talking with you. Um, And if you would like um, any more information um, about anything that we do here at East Durham College, please do give us a follow and you'll get this next episode straight to your feed. East Durham College, Business Bites. In business for business.